0: Hey everybody, this is Rosanna moluno and welcome to the Rosanna Mod Variety Pod, which is getting a little hard to say, actually. Episode 47, Cuarenta y Siete. Today is, uh, like I promised, it's going to be about vintage jewelry. I want to be a little succinct on the history. I don't really know that much about the history as much as a, uh, you know, somebody on like the antique roadshow, like I wouldn't be able to do that, but... I do have an idea of where it started. I know that it started in southern Mesopotamia, which is Iraq. I also know that the Egyptians uh, had a lot of jewelry and they started there. I also know that during the Middle Ages and the Renaissance, there was a lot of fashion that meant ears would be hidden with hair. So earrings were not as popular back in the day because of that fashion. So people would wear jewelry on their hair, in their hair nets, you know, around their faces and their temples in their, you know, by their ears, but not on their ears. Uh, Also Italy was the one that started the pearl drop earring and France did, you know, I believe enamel. And then Spain did filigree, it traveled to England and then it made its way over to the West. And when we got it here in America, The 1900s were the beginning of, and I'm just going to focus on earrings right now because I'm not familiar with the other parts of jewelry. As far as what I buy personally, I focus on earrings. I do buy vintage bracelets and necklaces, yes, but my forte would be in the earring industry. Now the earrings, like in the 1900s, The very first type of earrings that were made were the screwbacks and the screwbacks is exactly what it says. It's a screw that you turn and tightens around the earlobe and then you have butterfly clasp which was like 1920s or 30s which is like a hook but it has a little back holds that little hook in place so that it doesn't come off and then you have the uh, around 19 30s to 50s is the or mid-century would be the uh, clip-ons the clips and then you have the hooks you know the regular hook earrings and the posts okay so when you have a basic idea of that you kind of get an idea of where they're from so if you see a screw back earring like in an estate sale or something and it had a little screw you already know it's old as hell because it's 1900s if you see earrings that are clip-ons it doesn't necessarily mean that they're vintage because they do have clip-ons right now but the one thing that i've noticed about the vintage jewelry in general is their intricacy and the attention to detail in jewelry i think back in the day was a lot more precise so When you look at a piece and you look at earrings or necklace or whatever, it's easy to see when somebody put a lot of attention into the detail as compared to coming right off of an assembly line, you know, or mass production from, you know, like China, for example. Like if you see jewelry on eBay and you put in like earrings or something, you're gonna notice the difference. You're gonna see just by looking at it that it's not vintage. Another way to tell is the, not just from the quality, but also the weight of the piece. It's heavier, the stones were heavier, the metal was heavier, they put more money and more focus into the pieces. And then you have the designers, the marks and the markings and the signatures. Like uh, for example, Coro and Sarah Coventry, Trefari, Monet. Those are just very common uh, jewelry makers. Now, I can tell a Sarah Coventry piece just by looking at it. I don't have to really look at the signature because I'm so used to the style. I'm used to the style of Trafari. You know, they usually have leaves and things like that. And then you have Cora, which is a little bit bulkier. My advice to you is to go online and look up the designers from the 1900s to the, you know, to 2000 and just look at their earrings, their bracelets, their jewelry and get an idea of what you're looking at. And also, very importantly, find a website, and there's so many websites out there, I'm not gonna give you the website, just go look of the sites that have the markings and the signatures and what they look like, because not everybody is going to do them the same way. Some, like for example, Avon, just says Avon, you know. Uh, Sometimes Sarah Coventry is S-C you know, sometimes, uh, well, Trafari will always have Trafari, Monet will always have Monet, but you'll be able to know the signature. And then the last thing that you need to, to remember is the loop, which is the magnifying glass. There's different types of loops. Now, the 10X is 10 times the magnification, and that is perfectly fine for looking at costume jewelry. If you're trying to look at gemstones, like an actual jeweler would look at a diamond, then you would probably need something a little bit more expensive, which is called triplet, which means there's three lenses instead of just one or two. Triplets is a lot more detailed to look at facets on a gemstone and to look deep into a diamond. You don't need that. You're just looking at costume jewelry and looking at the actual signature. You might not even need a a loop. They're pretty cheap, I'll just have to say. I think mine cost like 10 bucks. It it wasn't that much. They have different kinds. I have the one that has a little light on it so that I turn it on and it lights it up. It helps, but you you might not even need that. If your eyes are pretty good, you could just take a copy of it, a picture of it with your phone, and then um, enlarge it. Like I told you before to use your cell phone, take a picture of it and enlarge it. Okay. And if you have a camera and you don't have a phone, if it has a macro, a macro would actually help to, to see the finer details. And if you're trying to sell it, that's another thing. Get a camera. It has a macro lens. If you don't have a macro lens, I believe you can buy a macro lens to add to your camera. A macro is for smaller pieces and to take pictures of smaller pieces so that you can list them online. Now I list my jewelry on eBay. If you're curious, go to eBay and look me up, Rosanna Mod. If you want to sell them on eBay, which I would recommend, there they do have other sites. You can look at other sites that sells antique or vintage jewelry. You can compare how much you, you pay. But I know that every first of the month on eBay, you can list up to 200 items for free. They take a cut. Uh, after you sell them. So it's worth it. You have a choice of either selling it as a buy it now feature, which means you just put a, a fixed price on it, or you can put it uh, an auction and that lasts up to 10 days or seven days, depending on how, how long you want to leave it there. If you leave it on the buy it now, it's 30 days so for 30 days it'll sit there unless you want to renew it or you don't renew it but for 30 days it'll sit and I think that that's perfect and every month it's a free listing so you can't lose with ebay I I prefer ebay plus I have a longer history with them and I've never had any problems and I've got a pretty good reputation there so uh I go with them now as far as taking pictures of vintage jewelry remember the macro because you want to get the detail of the actual Uh, jewelry piece the detail means you want to get the little intricacies you want to get any flaws that it might have very important when you're selling these to include the description uh, of the flaw so if there's a missing stone and they sometimes there are I mean I'll buy pieces that have missing stones because I do modifications or revamps which is something that I do when I find a really nice a pin for example and it's got really nice uh, details got beautiful stones but there's a lot of missing stones so what I do is I take the stones out and I'll put them somewhere else to make a pair of earrings for example or if I find a pair of earrings uh, that are beautiful but uh, there are maybe Or something that I don't think people are really going to like. But I see one thing in there that that I like. Like maybe the center of the earring is beautiful. Like a little flower or something. I'll take that flower and I will make something else out of it, you see. So you can also do that with your pieces. But just make sure that they're not valuable. So you check the price first. And make sure that you're not getting... You're not going to break something that will be worth more selling it. Even if it's broken. There's a lot of people out there who collect jewelry broken or not it's not all perfect pieces they know the ages they know how old it is they know it's really hard to keep and also they repair so a lot of people will buy like me for example I'll buy pieces that I know are worth something and old and I love the piece but I know that I can fix it maybe it does have some missing stones maybe I have replacement stones Maybe I'll just glue the stones back on, or maybe it has a a metal backing on the pin is missing and I can put the pin back on. I know how to fix it. I have soldering experience, so I have the tools. I can glue and and melt the metal myself to fix it. Whatever it is, just make sure that you appraise it yourself first. Get the prices first, you check on eBay, you check online, Google it, click the images tab on on your search, pull up all of the images and make sure that you don't see it on there. And if you do see it on there, get a good price for it. Now, if you do have a piece that you find and you can't find it anywhere and you have no you know, no other way or no other guide to, to appraise the value of this, you can go online, look up free appraisal, make sure that they don't charge you, send them a picture. But that might take a long time because a lot of people want To send their stuff in and then it might take you a while before you hear back from them. So what I would do is I would just get as close as I can to what it looks like according to what I found online and I'll get that price and I'll just somehow price it maybe a little higher and then just be very honest on the description and let people decide if they want to buy it they're not marked you might just be selling a real stones just just get them appraised take them to a jeweler have them look at it if they say well this is just rhinestones okay fine but it just depends on how you write your description the pictures that you take have to be very clear take pictures of all angles if you look at my website you'll see I take pictures of every angle of the ear of the earring or the jewelry I'll just turn it around you know, I'll do the front, the back, and then I'll go from the side so that you can see the thickness. And sometimes, very rarely, but sometimes I'll put like a dime next to, the, to, to it and take a picture of it so that you get an idea of how the size. Or you can use a small centimeter or a little ruler and just set it right next to the ruler and take a picture that way so that people know the exact size, but they'll get in touch with you and ask you anyway. So you have to really have a love for it. I love to look at the jewelry. All right. So in recap, what did we learn? We learned that screwbacks are older than clips and clips are older than hooks. And we learned that chunky jewelry, costume jewelry, the heavier, the better. We learned that marks and signatures in the back of the earring aren't necessarily, don't necessarily mean that they're old. It, It just means that they are designer made you have to really know the designer also because a lot of these designers are still designing so you don't want to buy something that's brand new that they just designed that you think just because of Sarah Coventry you know when did they actually stop in the 70s the 80s the 90s you see what I mean get yourself a loop the 10x is perfectly fine for what you want to do and the um if a piece doesn't have a signature or a mark, it doesn't mean that it's new. It could be old. It just doesn't mean that it belong. It just means that it doesn't belong to a designer. That's all. So you just go look it up online. The best way to check is do it on eBay. Put your keywords in there. If it's a copper leaf with pearls, then you put copper leaf pearls. That's it. If it's a pin made out of uh, uh, silver tone metal but you know it's not silver because it's not marked then just put in silver tone pin you know what is it shape like is it like a heart okay a heart shape whatever you'll come up with a bunch of images and if you don't find it the chances are that it's old is probably a good sign if you put that in and you see a lot of them the same as yours chances are that it's probably not vintage peas talk to you guys tomorrow for Friday food day and we'll have some nice recipes and very cool things to make for the weekend thank you for stopping in a special shout out to France who is constantly following me actually France you are the number one uh, fan you're just watching me all the time you're the first one to pick up my shows and I just want you to know that I'm paying attention to you cliche 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 I don't know how to pronounce that but I'm sorry but I love you special thank you to you a special thank you to all of my listeners and uh, thank you for your support. Please don't forget that I have a new email right now. It is rosanna at email.com. You can send me your messages there. Also, you can contact me on Instagram at rosannamod. Just follow me. Thank you again. God bless you. Talk to you soon, and what do we say?